what is up, Sacramento and destinations beyond? It's the Dub Sports Sack. And live in the Sports Sack today, we have my man, Andy. Andy uh, introduced me to the uh, the greatest conversation starter and personality evaluation of all times. Um, the best movie of all times, your favorite, and the one you can watch over and over. Hey, Mind Trip, it changes almost every time. Shall we play a game? Andy, introduce yourself, my man, and give me your uh, your best favorite and over and over again. Awesome. Well, good morning, Brian. Um, yeah, this is great to great to be on here. Um, boy, the three movie question that is some power you need to wield with responsibility. But if I'm answering that question, <clears throat> yeah, my fun movie right now is probably fanboys if you've never seen it you need to if you're a star wars fan shame on you for not having watched it fanboys <laughs> fan my boys. fun movie all right favorite movie of all time is the only one of my on my list that's never changed uh i went and saw it because my grandfather actually raced against one of these guys when he was a younger man and that's chariots of fire my mom made me go see it. I didn't want to see it. I came out of there, and it's been my favorite movie ever since. Best movie ever made, and don't even think about arguing with me on this one. Uh-oh. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and I will pound you into submission with facts and details to support that. But one fact, one fact, quick. My movie. One fact why it's the greatest. What's that? One fact. Give me one fact why it is. Just one right now. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves has been seen by more human beings in the history of cinema and and affected them, but than any other movie in history. That 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 is an insane fact. The fact that it is the most viewed movie of all times. That is yes of all time. All times. Yes. Yeah. And, and you are correct that it definitely influenced our youth. So yeah. Hey. Oh, all right. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah. Here on the Sports Sec, we talk sports, and it's mainly Sacramento. Um, we, we go we go a little bit beyond, beyond. So if we're talking sports in Sacramento, of course, we're going to start and end with the Kings. You know, that's where sports starts and ends in Sacramento. So um, so they're 3-1 over their last four games, and they've actually found some defense, which has been their struggle. Andy, talk to me. Which one, which one is more important, offense or defense, when it comes to sports? Well... <clears throat> Offense, of course, no matter what sport you're talking about, that's, as they say, puts butts in the seats. Um, but if you want to win in any sport, everything starts with defense. Everything starts with defense because from there, you build your offense. From there, you create your own opportunities. And it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. We happen to be talking about basketball at the moment, but – if you are not fundamentally sound in defense, you, you're you're not going to go very far. That is so true. That is so true. It's interesting you say that. The uh, the head coach of the Kings, Mike Malone, who was trying to build a defense here, he's coming to town next. And uh, be- believe it or not, the Kings are actually 3-1 and one against him the last four times they met. And so it's going to be a good test for the Kings for the next, uh, their next game, 12-9, and nine, uh, Denver Nuggets coming to town. Hey, Andy. How many Kings players can you name? One. One? Who is that? <laughs> Fox. Fox. I 
be thanks to you, my good friend, the four minute man. Hey, four minute uh, man. I was able to go watch a great game before the world went insane. It yes. was the Kings versus the Lakers. Right. And uh, the well, Kings actually won in overtime with a last minute shot. And, and the guy that I kept watching over and over was Fox. He was, he was, uh, he had the fundamentals down and he was smooth as silk. The guy was great. And I remember after the game, you said, this guy's a potential famer if he keeps it up. Yes. I, I, I still believe he's a potential Hall of Famer. I mean, he's getting, getting better. He's developing his uh, outside shot. I mean, and, and I mean, you just can't teach speed, right? That's, that's just, you can't teach that. And once he learns how to you use cannot. that. What he's doing, yeah. You so, can't put in what God left out. You cannot. So true. Well, well stated, sir. Well stated. So, <laughs> so you're not familiar with uh, Bielitsa, huh? He's a nope. uh, yep. Well, he's a little, but I can't claim to be that familiar with him. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's um he's actually on the training blocks. It sounds like um great offensive weapon. I think he's going to be a great uh, addition for some contender. I mean, he can shoot the lights out. He's a little uh a little uh shaky on the defensive side, but. You know, I think he's a great offensive weapon. So yeah, yeah. All right, Andy. If I'm we're if we're talking, which we have done quite often about sports, we always have a, a top five or a top three or something like that. <laughs> and one of the yes, top we five we've talked about was top five NBA players of all time. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. So who's <laughs> going first, me or you? Because we have two of these for the uh, show. So what can go first this time and other can go first the second time? Or you can well, go first both you times. Me, you, you want me to go first? Yes. Go. You, you know, I'll be a gracious host and let you go first. Okay. Well, that's a tough one. And, you know, and I've told you some of my thoughts on that. But, whoo, baby. So I, get, I, think, I think you got to start with, in my opinion, Greatest basketball player to ever put on a pair of shoes is Michael Jordan. But I was late to come to that. If you would have asked me before Paxson hit that that shot that gave them their first three-peat, I would have told you my, uh, Magic Johnson. And I would have said that simply because you put him on the floor, he makes everybody better. But after that, obviously – history knows what happened and they not only did he do it once which was something magic and bird didn't do but he did it again so for me i have to start there with him but my goodness five i only get five you only get five you, you gotta put you gotta put magic and bird in there all right but, that's two and three how can you leave out how can you leave out bill russell that's four. How could you leave out Kareem? How could That's you five. leave out? Only get you what? only get five. I only get five. You only get five. So you get five. So if you add somebody, if you say another name, you have to take somebody else off that list. Oh my gosh! This is one well, of the that, hardest questions in the world, right? Because they're. That I mean, is, that is so tough. And on this date, these are my answers. But you made a good point. You made a really good point when we were talking about it with with Magic, who would have been my answer. Rookie year, NBA championship, all five positions. Exactly. How do you beat that? How can you beat that? Yes, you I know, don't know. You know, so like you like you like you just said, Magic is my number one, just simply because, you know, a lot of these players, um, 
make the team better, make everybody around them better. But Magic did it in a different way. Uh, Jordan did it because he was so good. He got so much attention that everybody else was free to do more. Magic did it. He got he uh, he made everybody else better through his passing, through his leadership, through his encouragement. And not that uh, yeah. Jordan didn't have leadership and encouragement too, but Magic was just such a great passer. And like you said, five positions. How you, he he had never played um, center in the NBA before. He went to the game yeah. seven of uh, of the NBA finals and played yep. center and 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 won and did it very well. So. Did it. Yep. Fantastic job, yep. yeah. So my number, uh, my number two and three, uh, I go back and forth on them. So since we're doing five and not putting them in necessarily in any any order, Jordan and LeBron, I go back and forth on Jordan and LeBron. LeBron's LeBron's book isn't completely written yet, but um, good point. You know the reason why I give LeBron right now, I give him a slight edge because nobody in the modern NBA has been able to put a team on his back and win a championship. And LeBron did that in Cleveland. He did do that. And he did it while going to, what was it, eight or nine straight NBA finals? Yes. Yep. Exactly. That's something people don't think about a lot. Yes. Just being able to go to – yeah, and that's big. I think it's it's 10 now, right? Well, I guess he missed last year. He didn't go to the last year's. But I he think missed it, last year. Well, whatever. I mean, if we're if we're saying last season, obviously they won the championship. But if we're saying like the 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 season before that, I guess the first year he was in L.A. Right? Yes, the first they year they did not make the playoffs. Correct. Or yeah. they didn't. I think they made it. But yeah, championship. But yeah, I mean that by itself is something that doesn't get talked about. It does not. It's not. It's not. You know, and and my thing about Jordan is that is the reason why I don't put him in Magic is because. He didn't really great player. He dominated his air, and this is not his fault at all. But I really feel like his air was just so watered down. There was not the same amount of competition. I mean, yeah, if you look that's at a good point. Yeah, yeah, if you look at Magic well, competition, I mean, seriously, take take the point you just made and ask yourself this: What would the Lakers have done if there was no Bird in the Celtics? Exactly, and and put the other way around. What would the Celtics have done if there was no uh, magic? And you know, and, and then you yeah. have to put Isaiah and the bad boys in there. I mean, there was some some amazing competition. I mean, and then Elijah won and the Rockets. I mean, any one of those teams could have ran at, at the table for ten years had they been put in another sure. air. So Jordan just happened to have his uh, his crew come when it was a, it was a watered down league. I think that was the um, there was a lot of. Um, a lot of babies in the league at the time. So, yeah. No, I agree. All right. All right. Great conversation. You know, like I said, every time we talk about sports, that's something we always have to talk about. So, hey, hey so one of my favorite things about going to work, <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. Maybe I should just come back and work, come back to uh, that building and uh, just so we can talk. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, the, the next big ticket in Sacramento is the uh, Sacramento uh, FC Republic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. up and coming. MLS, have you been uh, keeping track of them? I have. Um, I used to attend their games more when b- before they went uh, MLS. Um, a friend from the hospital and I would go to their games quite a bit. And, of course, with my background, it was of uh, interest to me to see where the development was in USA soccer. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, you know, it, it, interesting you say that about the MLS dreams of the uh, Sacramento Republic. It's kind of, well, I won't say it's shaky, but it did have a quiver. They um, they missed a filing and a payment deadline for the expansion, but it doesn't sound like the MLS is very, very uh, concerned about it. I think Miami, when Miami came in, they did some of the same things, and they didn't know where they are going to put their stadium for like about five or six years. They just knew they were going to expand to Miami. And, um, well, I mean, you have to, you have to set boundaries. You have to have guidelines, but the bottom line is the MLS isn't going to, they're not going to pass on an opportunity to get paid. Exactly. So, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. They will. They will. Yeah. And I'm sure COVID related and all that, they, they probably gave them a pass and said, you know, we'll give you next year. I think 2023 that the, have you seen the renderings of the stadium? I have, yeah. That's going uh, to be a beautiful going stadium. What happened down there in Sacramento is going to be extraordinary. The expanse and the and the and the growth, yes, is it really going to be something? Yes, it's going to be something great to see. Hey, you're you're a Washington guy. You follow the Sounders, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. How uh, yes. How are the Sounders doing, doing right now? Well, they're always the thing about soccer in the northwest that was always pretty cool is it, it's 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 not thought about nationally but it's what produced me it's where i came from and uh um the following up there is extraordinary the fan support is second to none in the country and nice. the team is competitive year after year after year they've you know and they've they've won a couple championships already and uh they're a tough out all right, all right, that's cool. Hey, so we're gonna get into your uh, your background and your amazing background in a little bit, but um, you definitely have some insight and some expertise on uh, USA soccer. What is it? What's it, what is it going to take for soccer to elevate in the United States to the level it is in the rest of the world? What do you think is going to have to happen? Well. That's a that is a really good question. It's also a tough one because it's been the it's been the enigma for a long time. So the way I can answer that is by saying, you know, when when I had the opportunity to uh, represent the U.S. and play in Europe uh, as a much younger man, I um, <laughs> uh, the thing that I noticed right away was on in any in any match that we were in, I never felt like we were outmatched. As a matter of fact, I felt like we were the better athletes in every match we played. Interesting. The thing that you notice, though, is there's an unspoken continuity that comes with that game. It's a very, it's a very emotional game. It's a very flowy game, very creative. So whereas you might drive through a city like Sacramento and see kids on the playground playing basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you would see that in Europe, they'd all be playing soccer. So there's a, there's an element that's ingrained into them that was clear. We didn't have, we were, we were a bunch of basketball players, football players, and baseball players playing soccer. Right. You know? That sounds and like they, the USA right now, right? <laughs> pretty much. And so the difference is, is, is a mindset. 
um, it's it's a part of the the DNA of our culture to play these other sports. It's it is a part of their soul to play soccer. We're playing a game. It's life and death to these guys. Very true. Very. I mean, it is. It is very, very. very. So just to follow up your point, I did play soccer in junior high school. But to follow up your point, the only reason I ended up playing soccer was because I was too late. I, I was five minutes late for basketball tryouts and they wouldn't let me in the building. So I went and played soccer. So mm-hmm. that that says a lot about how soccer is in, in the United States. And I think once we um, once we have a couple of breakout stars and here's here's what I think is I think that uh, football um, has a spot that's going to drop off soon. And soccer is going to take that interest because they're seeing well, well soccer is not it's not a sport where you don't get injured. But you definitely don't have the contact of football. So once you don't have the the kind of uh, the kind of injuries, and that is an excellent point. Um, it's not that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The you have to be a phenomenal athlete to play the game of soccer at a high level. You have to definitely, be. definitely. But when it comes to the athletes in the United States, traditionally, the best athletes have not been drawn to soccer. They've been drawn to other sports. Very true. And if you have situations like you're describing in football, where there might be a little bit of a deterrent and and uh, to playing that game, maybe mm-hmm. um, people look around for other opportunities. Well, you know, now that there's a professional league in the United States, that's that is something that is a game changer. Yes. You know, not just the mindset or how the game is approached or how we grow up with it, but but having a professional league that gives those younger athletes something to aspire to. And and if you're making a choice, you know, and there's and this is a viable option, you may choose that route. I agree. I agree. I mean, because, you know, a lot of a lot of um, young kids go up, grow up thinking, hey, I'm going to get get paid a lot of money in the NFL. And that's why they want to play football. Um, not understanding that while you may not make that kind of money in America when you play soccer, but on the international stage, I mean, you make NFL money and a lot more. So, oh yeah, no, on the international stage, the pay is is ridiculous. Yep, exactly. Just out of control. Yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly. Hey, hey. So, um, being a Washington guy. Talk to me about how how prevalent the Washington Huskies are in the state of Washington, because you know I don't think Sacramento supports our college teams like they should. But I know every place else I've been to, college is huge. I think that's a really good point. It's interesting. When I came to Sacramento, uh, it took a while for me to even realize that there was a, you know, a major university here with major athletic teams and. And why the support wasn't greater, I, I, I couldn't quite figure out. I still don't really know. Where I come from, uh, you know, if we're talking college sports, there are many choices to be made. The two biggest ones, of course, are University of Washington and Washington State University. Um, depending on what side of the mountains you're on from Washington, this is, you know, the, this is a big deal. It, it matters to people greatly. And Husky Athletics, um, that machine, you know, fuels a lot of other programs for that university. 
the support is there and obviously the success is there. Um, but, um, why that doesn't translate to other places like Sacramento, I'm not sure, but yeah, the university of Washington Huskies are, are a huge component to not only sports in Washington state, but just the overall dynamic of the state itself. Right. Right. That's so true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, um, Sac State, you know, they're uh, six and five. They're middle of the pack in uh, Sky West right now. They just had to cancel their, le- their next three games because of COVID, which is, um, which you know, COVID has everybody right now. So yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, the the Huskies didn't play in the Pac-12 championship because of COVID. Really interesting. Wow. They had the they had you know earned the right to represent the North and couldn't do it. Because so of, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully we'll return back to some uh some normal times here soon. Is I'm I think we're all hoping the vaccine will uh will do what it's supposed to do and we can we can all gather again. So and at that we'll point, see. that'd be nice. At that point, I'm going to have you live in the uh the Dub Sports Sack Studio to uh to, to do some of these. Hey, yep. a part of me's already there. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Hey, you know, but the Lady Hornets—they're one and ten, man. They're—they're uh, they're struggling a little bit. They're—they're they're not last place, but they're next to last. So they're—they're, you know, they're still working it out. They're gonna work it out. They're gonna work it out. Yep. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, major universities in the Sacramento area, you know, it's interesting. We have two of them. We have UC Davis and we have uh, Sac State. So that's um, right. Yeah, the uh, the the Sac State men—they're three and five. Um. And uh, yeah, they have the same five losses as uh, as um, as Sac State. But the women, on the other hand, the women are undefeated at at uh, UC Davis right now. Uh, I did not know that they are undefeated. Now they no. have a big test coming. Number twelve ranked Oregon is coming in this weekend. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They're going. They're going to Oregon this weekend. They're and, gonna play Oregon. I need to tune into that. You know, I'm, I am definitely gonna see if I can find that one because the Oregon is ranked twelfth in the nation right now. But then Whoa. after they play Oregon, then they they play two games with uh, Cal Poly, who was actually number one in the Big Sky right now. So we'll see if that five and zero record holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, those tests you need those tests. That's interesting. I did not know that. I'll have to check that out. Yes, please do. Please do. Hey, you know, and like I always say. To uh, Sac State, UC Davis, if ain't nobody else got you, the Dub Sports Cats got you because we're gonna talk about you guys and uh, and uh, bring you guys to light. So, Andy, yes, what was it? Was it U nineteen that you played, or what was it that I you did. played? U nineteen, I did, yeah, All right. Talk um, to me. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say talk to me about that experience, but I think you're getting ready to do to do that already. Well. You know, I mean, I'd preface it by saying I'm nobody from nowhere, (laughs) but the, um, so, so nobody from nowhere doesn't make a national team. So, so first of all, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll squash that, but, but please, please continue, sir. um, (laughs) You don't get to have the experiences that you have in life without the grace and um, generosity of, of mentors people that teach you uh people that give you opportunities that you wouldn't have so true so true i grew up in a in a small town um in the pacific northwest 
um, uh, just, just a kid who liked to play, you know, um, I started playing, I mean, I played all sports, uh, which we should actually talk about because that is something that I think it has been lost. Please talk uh, about it, sir. I, talk about it. I played, I played basketball. I played uh, football. I was a running back in high school for four years. I played, um, I wrestled. I mean, I did all the sports. We happened to be having a conversation about soccer, but I really think that something has been lost just as a sidebar that, that kids are not allowed uh, to be kids and just play true. and play a lot of sports. Very true. Um, today, things have become so specialized that if you haven't, as a young age, if you haven't chosen your sport and you're not playing it all year round, whether it's baseball or basketball or soccer, you have already been left behind. And I think that's a shame. I, I, I agree with that. Concur, concur. Because I mean, that was a great thing being able to play multiple sports and just just to just being a kid and the joy of playing a game, which I think we've we've lost in this country is just you know it's, it's a game. The Let them have fun playing a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're gonna switch back to soccer for a second, it's great the way the developmental portion of soccer has changed. It was not like that when I was a kid at all. And I think it's probably better, the development of the game. Um, we have leagues, we have select, you have premier, you have all these different opportunities. But to, to give it teeth, if you were a soccer player today coming up, you're not even allowed to play for your high school team. You cannot do it Interesting. if you are playing premier. Really? They won't allow you to do it. You you got to pick. Wow. That's, you know, that, wow. That says a lot. I mean, that's part of uh, taking pride in your community, right? It's playing sports for your community and being, you know, the, and I guess Absolutely. you can still get that from, from, uh, from that, from, from playing select and, and uh, all that. But, you know, you can, but you have to ask yourself what gets lost along the way, you know, I mean, so in my case, uh, I'm again, we've already covered it, but I'm old. So when I was coming up, uh, things were very different. You know, I mean, we did, <laughs> there was no, uh, internet and, you know, we didn't have <laughs> cell phones and all that kind of thing. Everything was word of mouth. Right. And right. I, I hearken back to what I said to start with, you know, uh, coaches and um, teachers and people that said, hey, uh, take a look at this guy because, um, you know, there's something there. So um, I started playing the sport of soccer when I was about five, um, mostly because I like running around with my friends. Um, but, you know, it was something that, We've all got things we're good at. We happen to be talking about something that was special to me. Um, and I just loved it. I usually wound up being the captain of pretty much every team I was on. Um, our junior team coming up in, in, in the Northwest, we didn't lose a game for five years. Wow. We won every time we took the field, and we knew we would. Nice. Um, uh, when I got into high school – it was a it was a big goal of mine to uh, uh, make varsity as a freshman. Okay, that was something I wanted to do, and uh, um, 
there was a German team coming through our town um, when I was in eighth grade. And I got chosen to, to, to play on, on the all-star team that would play these Germans. And that was my first experience with international play. Um, so as an eighth grader, I got to be a part of that. And I, I, I really thought that was a, an important thing for me because it gave me opportunities. And that was again, simply by the grace of, of, of others. So when I got into high school, um, I did, uh, make varsity as a freshman, only two guys in the history of our school, at least it's a big school because there's only one high school out there. Um, so I made varsity. I was proud of that. And by the time I was, you know, a senior, of course, I was the, I was the captain. Big man on campus. Well, sure. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but it was just, um, gosh, uh, so great to have something positive like that in your life those experiences those things that you go through um and again the 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 grace and generosity of people that gave me those opportunities um i you know you you can't put a price on it so true so true so true andy if you and me are talking there's one topic that comes up if we're talking sports oh gosh and we have to end this segment with that topic you know what that topic is well i think i know what that topic is all right and it's probably it's probably got something to do with running back it probably does it probably does we go back and forth on this as the and and we we always uh always limit it to people we've seen you know we we can't go back to like to gail sayers and those because we, we we weren't there we didn't see those at least i wasn't there i don't know about you but <laughs> honorable mention honorable mention okay all right so here's what we're going to do to end the show oh gosh and this is being recorded so this is going to be your oh, official <laughs> your official line until we record it again <laughs> so okay. all right so um Best three NFL running backs of all time. I get three. You get three. Yes, that's that's oh how we always played God. the game. We always played it three. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So, so you already know. Like, if if you're telling me I got to pick one guy to be number one, like I I have to pick one running back as the best guy um i have to go with barry sanders all right barry sanders to me was put on this earth to be a running back and there's nothing he can't do he he he's he's the greatest running back to ever put on shoes um and i know that that ruffles a lot of feathers because my number two would probably have to be Jim Brown. Okay. Um, Barry Sanders' own dad <laughs> would tell him Jim Brown was better than him. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, that says a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but, but after that, now, now you enter into an ocean of guys a multi-layered ocean of guys that have to fill one spot for number three. Wow. That, that is, is tough. That is tough. 
And you know, I'm going to say something that was kind of interesting that you and I, I remember you and I were talking about this. We had, we had a list of 10. Yes. We'd have a list of 10. And do you remember, do you remember what happened in that conversation? When we were talking about this, there was a guy that we didn't even put on that list. There was a guy that there. we didn't even mention. We didn't even think about it until like I think it was like two days later, and you came like, "Hey, what about?" Didn't even think about it. Yes, and and that guy was O.J. Simpson. And the yes. only reason that I bring it up is how interesting. We're not talking about life; we're talking about football. Exactly. But how interesting that we didn't even mention the dude, a guy who was the first 2,000-yard back in history and did it in 14 games yes. playing behind a crap offensive line in Buffalo. Right, right. So true. Unbelievable. So true. You know? And I'm still blown away by that. that he just, yeah, he's just, he's just not in the conversation. I mean, and, and as great as he is, as great as he is, uh, you still haven't given us a number three. Are you giving? Are you yeah. saying LJ he is number three? <laughs> oh my gosh that is so hard but because i want to hear yours i'm gonna say oj's number three oj's number three I, and i think that's an amazing list and and here's what's so funny about that here's what's so funny i'm my number one didn't even make your number three your, your top three and my number one is sweetness walter payton only because he did everything great he wasn't the fastest but he was super he was he was fast he wasn't the the best blocker, but he was a great blocker. He wasn't he was a the great blocker. He was a great blocker. Yeah. He wasn't the, the he wasn't the best ball carrier, but he was a great ball carrier. He wasn't the oh the best gosh. the best pass catching catching back, but he was a great pass catching back. You know, he he was just great yes. at all of it. So I just think Walter and and uh, okay, I'm biased. He went to Jackson State. I'm from Jackson. My mom graduated from Jackson State. My sister graduated from Jackson State. So I, yeah, okay, I'm biased. But but I mean, you can't. There was in the history of NFL, there has not been a um, a better all around player at, at the running back position in my in my opinion. Pretty tough to argue with that. Yep. Sweetness. I mean, seriously, you know. And it wouldn't take much arm twisting for me to put him. It, easily at my number three easily at my number three exactly maybe even, you know because of the very reasons you mentioned exactly i yeah. mean and you have to ask yourself if you were starting an nfl team today and you had a sweetness in his prime or a jim brown in his in his prime who would you pick that's a great question who would you pick i don't know See? i mean even even if, if if so i've only named one but we've, we've named four players if any one of those four players are in their prime and you're starting the NFL franchise, which one do you take? I mean, it's it's a, a hard question to, to – uh... It's a tough one. I mean, for me, I would I would still take Barry Sanders. Take I would Barry? still take Barry. All right. I would. But holy smokes, in today's NFL, that's the other thing you got to think about. In today's NFL, would would Jim Brown be as effective? It's Listen, it's just a question, but – would he be as effective the way that he ran the ball in today's NFL versus when he played? But a guy like Sweetness and a guy like Barry Sanders, their style, you can put them on any planet in any era and they're going to tear it up. Very true. Very true. I mean, and, and that is one of the things that uh, about Jim Brown is that he was he when he played, it, you know, he just seemed like he was a man amongst boys. 
when he played and, and, and that gave him a huge, huge advantage. But, um, I mean, just because of his running style and he only played what, eight years. I'd have to put him at number two, nine, nine he, seasons. He played nine seasons. Yes. And then he walked away. He just walked yeah. away at top of the game. I mean, he was, he was the best yes. running back in the league and just said, I'm, I'm done. So yeah, yeah for that reason, I, I, I would have to put Jim Brown at, num- at number two. I think, uh, I mean, as big and as strong as he is, and as big and as strong as players are today, he would still, I mean, I mean, you know, and, and as we say this, just think about what Bo would have done because Bo was a similar player, you know. Oh, my gosh. Bo yeah. could run you over, run but around see, you. now we're so. doing it. We, we, we are. Doing we are. We're doing it. We're, we are doing it. We're bringing all these guys in there, and it's like, you know, and it's both ways. We're lifting these guys that you don't think about up. And, and again, the statement I'm about to make is not a knock. I am not in any way knocking Emmett Smith, but I don't know if I even put Emmett Smith in my top 10. You know, I don't know. And we've, we've talked about that. And, and, and again, it's not a knock on Emmett Smith, but you have no. to wonder, I mean, those, those amazing um, lines that he played behind and, and, um, and, you know, you can't fault him for that. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to build a great line and put you behind it, I mean, you know, it, it, you, you would use it. So, um, yeah, but I, I think that actually in this conversation that we're talking about, it actually probably detracts from him that he did have such a great line. You know, who who knows what he could have done without a great line? I mean, because, you know, the, the one thing he did yeah, great was making know. you miss that first. He would always make that first that first that first uh, tackle or miss. And then, you know, in in the NFL, you make the first tackler miss behind a good line. You get you're getting five yards. So absolutely. Yep. No, nope. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was I was I had a thought uh, that I wanted to share before we ran out of time. All right. Yes. All right. Um, Go for it. Well, the, you know, when you're a when you're a young person playing sports, no matter what sport it is, you've had some success, you've had some failure. Uh, you do it because you love it. At least I hope so. Right. Um, and you have fun. It makes you happy. Um, but I can remember um, the thing that I've actually shared with people before. It just from my own experience is. You you have to have that belief in yourself. You have to. You're not going to get it from a coach. True. You're not going to get it from a team. You're not going to get it from anybody if you don't have it for yourself. True. Um, I remember. I remember the second match we played uh, in Europe. We were in Budapest, Hungary, and. Uh, uh, we won big, um, uh, like six, nothing. Wow. It was, it was, a it was a good game. Um, I, I felt like I played really well and our coach, the coach of our national team there was a coach from a university in New York, real tough guy. <laughs> and this is the fickleness of sports after the game. He paid me the highest compliment that anybody's ever paid me. Right there after the game in front of everybody, he said, if I had 11 Andy Hansons, I'd win the national championship next year. Wow. He told me that. Wow. Okay. For an 18-year-old who grew up looking at Canada, uh, 
on a farm. This was awesome. Top of the world. Right. Two matches later, uh, they sent us Junior FTC, which is the number one farm team of their number one uh, Division One team in Hungary, okay. FTC Hungary. They beat us seven to one. Okay. And in front of everybody, he told the he told us that uh, it was my fault. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Hey, what this a what the, a mind game. This is the fickleness of sport, you know, the fickleness of sport. And I remember, um, I remember uh, ups and downs. Like uh, when I came back, I was able to par- uh, participate and play for a college that years later in 2017 they went back and looked at some of the things we did and they inducted us into the washington state uh collegiate athletic association hall of fame nice in 2017 i did not know um, and andy you're a hall of famer i'm a hall of famer i'm nice. a carrying hall of famer all right and we all went back i haven't seen some of those guys in a long time and we we had a ceremony and i i wore a tie uh, wow and, okay uh, <laughs> and, and things like that but <clears throat> but i can tell you that along the way um i wound up playing one time for a uh a club team at uh, washington state university didn't mean anything to anybody okay nothing to anybody but this team hadn't had, hadn't won a single game all year. And just by chance, I was out riding around and I wound up hooking up with these guys and they put me in the game. And uh, we won two to one and I scored both goals. Nice. So they made the playoffs because they had a rule that you had to win one game to be in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> So they were thrilled. And I remember looking at that. Here's a game. Doesn't mean anything to anybody. Nobody's ever going to care or remember it. Right. But after the but game, I was standing there watching that team stand there and celebrate the joy of winning one game so that they could be in the playoffs. Right. And I remember feeling like I did when I was a kid again. So I don't know. These are some of the things I think get lost. But that belief in yourself and the joy in your heart for the sport you play, those are things you need to hang on to. So true, Andy, so true. And I think that's not just in sports, but in life. Confidence and uh, and um, and joy of what you're doing play a huge, huge role in what you're doing. Andy, we could be here for 10 days talking about oh, this stuff, yeah. Ed. 10 days, you know, but that's our time. I will definitely ask you to come back if you have some time later on, man. Um, I would love to, Brian. All right. It's been great having you, man. And on that note, the uh, Dove Sports Second out.